views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome. It's so great to have you all. Tune us in and turn us on. What a great show we've got for all of you today. You know, I got some time to hang out with Nancy Monson. I really did. And, you know, that's why I'm so excited about today's show. Because, you know, you ever think about what it's like to wake up some days and look at your life and think, wait a minute, why is it I feel like going in this direction, but... The should of me wants me to go in this direction. Today, Everyday Spirituality, Living Your Soul's Purpose, my co-host, Nancy Munson, we're going to talk about this. Look, here's part of it. If you have two choices in life, right? Two choices in life. You either fight your soul's purpose or you embrace your soul's purpose. Now, today, we're going to take a look at what this actually means. It sounds so simple, doesn't it? Oh, wait. I'm either going to fight it or I'm going to embrace it. So what's the big deal? Well, I'll tell you what the big deal is. Many of us spend an entire life, if not many lives, and not really zooming in to the flow of what our soul purpose is all about. But when you get to work with the soul purpose advocate, that's who Nancy is, you can get some help to break free and live the life you were designed to live. Today's show is amazing. We've got so much information to cover, and here's why. What Nancy has done is taken a look at the life that her soul is calling her to live. And with that, you have somebody that is coming out as an advocate for the soul. She focuses on using the soul's GPS to reveal to you who you truly are meant to be. And then beyond that, what does it mean to embrace and hold sacred? the messages of your soul. Now, once you've got that all handled, well, then what? How do you accept? How do you express? How do you celebrate the uniqueness that is you? And then finally, are you ready, willing, and able to release the conditioning that many of us have had to sabotage what our soul is calling forth for us to do? That's who Nancy is. You're going to hear a lot about her, sole purpose advocate, and much more. She also has created a forum for all of us to tap into in everyday spirituality. Nancy, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. Thanks, Pat. It's great to be here. I'm so excited to talk to you guys today about what it means to live your soul's purpose and how we get ourselves in trouble by not living our soul's purpose. 
I love this. What do you think about my comment that I made? It sounds so simple, doesn't it? Oh, wait a minute. We have two choices in life. We can either fight our soul's purpose or embrace it. And it's kind of like whole hum. But, you know, there is for many of us, there are a series of life's events that happen to us that can seem so painful, so resistant, and yet we do not connect the dots that it has anything to do with our soul. How is that? Well, when we're born, you know, the moment we're born, our soul imprints its design, its purpose, its potential in our DNA. That's what we're talking about when you mentioned earlier about um, our GPS. The problem or the challenge that we face is we don't actually have access to that. You know, we're babies, right? We're infants and we're looking to survive by our caregivers taking care of us, giving us food, feeding, love, you know, taking care of us, making sure that we're happy and healthy. And the challenge with parents is they don't really, they can't have, they don't so far haven't been able to get access to that design. So what happens is over time we get conditioned, as you mentioned, we get conditioned to operate in ways that keep us safe, give us love, help us be accepted. And most of the time, I would say, you know, almost 100% of the time, that's not exactly who we are designed to be. That's not representative of the soul's purpose. And so a split happens when we're really young. Uh, you know, Carl Jung talked about the split. The persona comes forward and the sh- and all the parts that are not accepted, all the parts of us that are um, – you know, considered maybe, you know, we feel risky or we feel we're not being rewarded for that, they go into the shadow. And so many parts of our design, many parts of our gifts, uh, our purpose, they get shoved into the shadow. And we bring forward the parts of us that get, um, get that positive reinforcement so that we get acceptance, we get love. And that's what creates that conditioning. So a big part of the suffering that I see in life is we tend to live out of those shoulds. We tend to live out how we've been conditioned to live because of the, our caregivers, our authority figures, you know, can be school, can be our life experiences. And a big part of our challenge of our journey to come into our full soul's purpose is letting go of that conditioning and stepping into the parts of us that we've pulled into the shadow, the parts of us that we've kind of shoved, you know, or shunned because they weren't reinforced as children. A lot of the work I do with my clients is really around releasing. And when I do readings for them, they're like, oh my gosh, you think I I can be that? I can really be that? It's pretty amazing. Yeah. I, as a matter of fact, I was on your website. And for those of you out there, go to go to everydayspirituality.com. Just check that out for a minute. Uh, and isn't it amazing what happens when we discover that there's another way of being? So I'm not even talking about the fact that we're talking about, you know, soul purpose. I'm talking about a level of discovery that happens from doing this work with you where we actually have a light bulb goes, that goes on that says, oh, wait a minute, this actually can be a bit different. Yes. And I want to ask you about that because I would imagine that for some people, you know, this work and this discovery is like a light switch. But I would imagine for other people, maybe it's like a dimmer. What do you think? Oh, a dimmer. Say more about that. 
Well, you know, we have a dimmer switch that sometimes you don't have to flip the switch and the light shines brightly. Every, you know, all of us over here in the Pacific Northwest, we got these dimmers and you put the little (laughs) dimmer switch on and you can adjust the amount of light that comes in your room. So if you don't want all of the lights just like blasting at you, you can adjust it so it's graduated. It's a graduated lightness. Mm -hmm. Isn't that fascinating? Yeah, so that you can. Why anybody in the Pacific Northwest would actually have graduated lighting because we really hunger for all the light we can get here. (laughs) Absolutely. So, yes, it can happen either way for sure. And thank you for explaining that. There can be a slow awakening, and actually, in many situations for people, it's it's um, recommended to go slower and to slowly evolve. You know, it can be a quite a cathartic experience to have a light bulb go on too quickly. It depends on what our, our physiology, our bodies are ready for. But I'll tell you, when I do a reading, most people, and I can't, it's amazing because I would say nine times out of 10, the people say scary spot on when they, <laughs> when they hear what I have to say about who they are. It's like they've always known it, but they've been struggling against it. They fight against it. Um, they think that that they've been, you know, they've judged negatively their gifts and the way their energy works, and they don't trust their own internal decision making because it's not what's acceptable in the public, you know, what they've been trained. Mm-hmm. And so it can be a process of gradual awakening, but there's usually a big light bulb that goes on, and then to be able to actually sustain that wisdom, to sustain the and and actually behave in ways that support my life, support my soul's gifts, my soul design, that's the part that takes the slow awakening because we have to gradually let go of that conditioning and it reveals itself bits at a time. Yeah. And this is what we're going to talk about today, though. We're going to talk about, you know, what is soul design? You know, Nancy and I are going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk about what does that mean, soul design? What is it? And, And what is it that Nancy does when she sits down with people to look at that soul design? Because how do you know that you're fighting it if you don't even know what the it is? We're going to take a short break. But in the, in the meantime, check it out, everydayspirituality.com. When we come back, we're going to talk with Nancy about, wait a minute, what is that soul design? And, you know, how do we fight it? How does it show up in our everyday lives? You know, is it pain? Is it physical illness? What is it that goes on that can ultimately become signs for us to go in another direction. We'll be right back. Stay tuned, everybody. What does it mean to be healthy? For each of us, it means something a little different. Discover the art of herbal medicine, a natural way to help our bodies respond better to the modern-day stress and toxicity of our everyday lives. Using organic herbs from around the world, the skilled herbalists at Urban Wellness in Kirkland can help you choose the herbs that are right for your body. Find your herbal solutions for common health issues at urbanwellness.com. That's H-E-R-B-A-N wellness.com. Put a little in your life with Keys. Keys Clear Protein Waters have 22 grams of smile-making, attitude-adjusting protein in every bottle. Did I mention it's tongue-tingling taste? Not just another guilty pleasure. With Keys, you'll enjoy every low-sugar sip and freedom from gluten, lactose, and GMOs. 
Who needs the fountain of youth when you can find Keys on Amazon or at Keys, K-E-E-S, please.com. Put a little woohoo in your attitude with Keys Protein Water. Are you ready for a radical shift in your way of being? Are you seeking a more deeply connected and fulfilling life? Awakened Living Radio is a show dedicated to helping you embrace a life filled with profound peace, connection, and happiness. TJ Woodward is passionate about helping you find your clarity, balance, and purpose. Join co-host TJ Woodward and Dr. Pat Basile on the first Monday of every month at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for Awakened Living Radio on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Tune in to Lucid Planet Radio with Dr. Kelly Neff. This hit show will illuminate your senses and empower you beyond your daily stressors and hardships. Renowned psychologist and author Dr. Kelly will captivate you with far-reaching topics and amazing guests as you wake to the greatest version of yourself. Learn to tap into your intuitions, think critically about our world, heal emotional and psychological wounds, and follow your passions to live your dreams. The Lucid Planet. Welcome home. Visit lucidplanetradio.com for more information. Are you ready for a game changer? Sarah Westall is bringing you Business Game Changers Radio. Sarah brings you leading experts, visionaries, and newsmakers who provide the best commentary on big issues and cutting-edge innovations. Sarah's 20 years as a business executive will help you think like an entrepreneur with expertise, energy, and attitude. Tune in to Business Game Changers Mondays at noon Pacific, 3 Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Almost everyone at some time in their lives ask themselves, what am I? Most of our questions are ego-generated and simply don't address the problem of our false self. It's time to relax your ego and embody your soul. Dr. Dan Cohen, neurologist, inventor, and author, has created tools to awaken a new way to transform from who you thought you were into what you truly are. Visit toolstoawaken.com today. Hey, everybody, welcome back. It's so great. Nancy Monson joining us here today. Guess what, everybody? Everyday spirituality. Today, you know, we're talking about something that is so really important, very important for those of us that have this longing. And we can never figure out, well, wait a minute. You know, I I get this sense that this is where I'm supposed to be going with my life. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. But what does it really mean to live your soul's purpose? Well, these two choices we have to either fight our soul's purpose or embrace it are important. But there are many, many things for us to know about that. You know, when we're thinking about soul purpose and we hear the words soul design, what does that actually mean? That's what Nancy does. She works with people worldwide so that folks can understand what their design is and how to connect the dots with where they are today and where they are going. Nancy, it's great to have you here. Tell us about soul design. How is it different from purpose or is it the same? Well, that's a great question, uh, Pat. And for me, they actually are inseparable. So as I mentioned a little uh, in the first, in our first chat, we are born, the moment we're born, there's a certain pattern in our DNA that gets set up. Interestingly enough, um, you know, we have 64 genetic codons that make up sort of the alphabet, the basis of our DNA programming. And the moment we're born, a certain pattern of those 
genetic codons, certain pattern of those 64 qualities, genetic codons that make up who we are, get activated. And that sets up, it's basically how our soul imprints in our physical body the potential that we have, the gifts that we have, how our energy is going to work, the opportunities that we're going to have, the areas for learning and growth, the gifts that we bring, and and the unfolding of our path of our life how our life path actually unfolds as well as what's sort of the theme of our incarnation how does our life which you know is the closest the system i use human design as close as it comes to really looking at purpose so when we live our purpose it's really living our design if we live absolutely 100 percent of the time aligned with who we are our basic soul design then we are living our purpose because it will naturally flow from being in harmony and in alignment with the gifts that we've that we've in, incarnated with. Yeah, you know it's interesting. You and I had a chat yesterday, mm-hmm. and uh, we were actually talking about this, and we were talking about well, what is what is this design, and how does it show up? And I made a comment to you about mine that uh, someone told me uh, a number of years ago, gee, you know, there's really not much going on here in terms of how you were born. But there are other things going on. And then you took a look inside, or what do they say, under the hood, so to speak, (laughs) and took a look at, you know, what was showing up for me about my design. And I think this, it was very helpful for me as you did that. Because there were some things that you explained to me that wouldn't have made sense otherwise, right? Because we're part of our story. Mm -hmm. Part of our story. Here's where I was born. Here's where I grew up. Here's what I did. Here's what I didn't do. And yet at the same time, we don't really have a way to make sense of anything, let alone have a feeling about how to move forward in that kind of harmony, that embracing you're talking about. Mm -hmm. So -hmm. can you tell us a little bit about what the design tells us so that we know why we fight it? Ah, yeah. And you mentioned, you kind of alluded to this in in the introductory portion where you talked about the GPS for living our soul's design. And that's what, you know, you and I were talking about yesterday. And the system I use that for me is the most accurate the most extensive, detailed description of our soul's design, soul's purpose, which to me they're, they're interlinked, inseparable, is the human design system, which has been around since about the late 80s. I think it came into being around 1987. And it, and it shows exactly the blueprint of our soul's design and soul's purpose. And it, de- it delivers in great detail all of the all of the things that you just mentioned, you know, it delivers our talents and gifts. It talks about the life path and the journey, and it helps you to make meaning out of, as, as we talked yesterday, it helped make meaning out of your life journey and why things happened and why they didn't happen. It predicts, you know, when you're going to have major changes in your life. It looks at how your gifts and talents unfold. And it also, as we talked about yesterday, how you have this incredibly open design that gives you the ability to know what people are thinking, to know who they are, to know what they want, to know um, what they're trying to speak. You know, you can speak for them. So your particular design shows 
in this human design system that I can generate through some software, um, it shows exactly what your gifts are and the areas for you to get to play in, like, you know, being mm-hmm. able to speak for others, being yeah. able to know what they want, right? Yeah, yeah. I was really fascinated when you shared that with me yesterday um, because I was thinking to myself, wait a minute, what is she looking at? You know, is she, you know, who, who's Nancy talking to here? Um, <laughs> because you said a couple of things for me, to me that really rang true. Uh, I think you said something like, you know, you were looking at you were looking at my design and you said something like, wow, you speak for other people. And I really stopped to think about this for a minute. And I went back in time after you and I talked and I tried to identify uh, the various times where that showed up. I was shocked when I went back and looked at that because, you know, I just thought, well, yeah, I did speak up for people back in 1991 when, you know, I thought it was completely unfair to downsize. Yeah, I did do that. But I have to tell you, when I really went back and started to look at the different points in time, I was just blown away by that. Everything, Nancy, from being part of marching on Washington to, you know, the movement to burn your bra to, I mean, it's just a huge list. Mm-hmm. But I didn't see it that way. I don't think I'm I don't think I'm weird. I don't think people in general without working with someone like you can see things like that. What what have you discovered? Yes, absolutely. I agree with you, Pat. That's that's the gift of getting clarity about how you're designed, you know, the gifts that you have, the way your design works, the life path, the challenges the gifts, you know, all of that. I mean, and where you're, and it can help you learn where you're best suited. Like I was just talking to a gentleman the other night on the phone and he says, well, you know, should I do this career or that career? I said, well, it's not about what career. Here's how your design works. Here are the gifts in your design. Mm -hmm. And it turned out that the gifts in his design matched very well with the work he was doing now. He wasn't always doing that work. He had just gone through, for him, uh, 50 was a big transition year for him. And the work he's doing now is much more aligned with the gifts that that show up in his design. So it tells you the innate gifts and it tells you kind of how your life is going to unfold. And then it gives you a more clarity about how to make choices that are going to take advantage of your gifts, take advantage of how your energy works. And by trusting your authority, you know, how to make decisions in a way that's unique for you, mm-hmm. then you can start to navigate situations mm-hmm. more effectively so that okay. you really do get the support of life. You really do be able to okay. bring out yeah. your best gifts. Here, here. I got to ask you this question. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Look, here I am. Uh, you know, I thought it was amazing that I even got a job when I was 17, right? That, it, that there was be actually be a company that could actually hire me. And I was thrilled about it. And, you know, the woman that hired me, Doris Stoner, she, I love Doris. Thank you, Doris. I will be forever grateful because she looked at me and here's what she said. And I said this to you. I said this to you when we were talking. I said, I'm sitting across from Doris Stoner. She's looking at my high school records and she's saying, you know what? I shouldn't really hire you. There's no way that we should be. And I'm telling you, what is she hiring me for, Nancy? Pushing a mail cart in the mail, mail room of Bell Labs, right? Wow. And, and so she's like, I don't know, but there's just something about you. 
So, and she hired me. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, you and I were talking about sometimes two people or more mm-hmm. come together, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know how you explain this, so I would like you to explain it. And then we went on to talk about a couple of other people. We even talked about Linda. But mm-hmm. sometimes people get connected with another person. Mm-hmm. And there's something that happens if one of us, what is your language? What are we saying? One of us resists, the other resists, none of us resist. And so how does that interaction represent soul's purpose? Uh, well, you know, in human design system, what it's mapping is our energetic system. Mm-hmm. You know, it uses yeah. nine energy centers, 36 channels that connect those energy centers and 64 gates or qualities, which interestingly enough, correlate with the I Ching 64 and correlate with our genetic codons. So, you know, it, it blends everything. It blends everything together. And when we come into contact, like we talked a little bit about you and me and how our energy systems come together. And so when we come together in, in whatever relationship, you know, whether it's a, a business relationship or a personal relationship, those energy systems blend and we'll have certain connections that are electric and charismatic and pull us, you know, attract us to each other. We'll have certain connections that will feel like friendship, like, oh yeah, you see it the way I see it. Oh, how cool. That's great. And then sometimes we'll have connections that are a bit unbalanced. We call them compromise where, you know, my energy doesn't exactly resonate with yours in particular ways. You know, maybe it's a power struggle or maybe it's how we view friendship or maybe it's how we want to come together in a particular um, dialogue and, and we don't see the world the same way. So there, there are different ways that our energy systems work together. And what I loved about, what I love about human design is that it, it sort of illuminates how our energy systems would work together. Like when I did our composite design and we had this great connection, you know, it was lots of great chemistry, a lots of great friendship, very little heart, no compromise, you know, so that it showed us and it kind of resonated with our experience as we've been working together these past few months. It's just been easy. Yes, it has been easy. And, you know, this is really kind of interesting because this is really at the crux of the conversation. We're going to take a short break and we come back. We're going to talk about what does this mean to break free of the conditioning, right, that we have had? And what is that conditioning? Conditioning, what does that term mean? Mm-hmm. Are we being conditioned to not do something be being conditioned to do something and how does any of that either support or destruct our soul's potential we're going to take a short break everybody when we come back soul purpose advocate nancy monson joining me here today everydayspirituality.com we come back we're going to be talking with nancy about how her soul is bringing her forward and what each of us can do to break free of the conditioning by understanding understanding our design Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Awaken to your radiant, authentic self. For over 15 years, Soul Purpose Advocate Nancy Monson has been focused on leading change in the lives of those looking to live their true purpose. She is devoted to supporting people and living a soul-directed life every day. Let Nancy help you overcome fear, worry, and doubt. Visit EverydaySpirituality.com to learn how Nancy can be your soul purpose advocate. Hi, I'm Leslie Fontaine with Sheer Alchemy on Transformation Talk Radio, and here's your tip for the day. 
What is abundance? It isn't the same to all of us. So what's your personal gold? Is it the full expression of yourself in business or in love or in the creation of a book or product? or the service you offer, all of the above. When we step into allowing our joy that corresponds with our essence, we are literally coming out of the closet and making new choices. We look and sound different. We don't even talk about the same things anymore. We have a new spark. So wouldn't it make sense that it causes ripples and earthquakes around us? When you shift, you affect everyone around you. You're teaching people to step into all that they are, and they will come to you and say, what have you done? What makes you different? Join me on Sheer Alchemy on Transformation Talk Radio, and let's go deep with your abundance. Naturopathic doctor, founder of the Martha's Vineyard Holistic Retreat, and author of the New York Times bestseller, 21 Pounds in 21 Days, Dr. Ronnie Deleuze has helped tens of thousands of people, including celebrities and athletes, with her message of lifestyle change. Now, Dr. Ronnie Deleuze wants to help you. You, too, can be saved. Email Dr. Ronnie Deleuze at info at ronniedeleuzeonradio.com and visit mvholisticretreat.com. Dr. Ronnie Deleuze, your partner in wellness. What if your body and mind were the compasses to the secrets, mysteries, and magic of life? Glenna Rice, co-host of The Questionable Parent, is inviting you to access all that is possible. Glenna is a 10-year certified veteran access consciousness facilitator who offers an amazing variety of life-changing classes and workshops. Work with Glenna from anywhere with teleclasses and workshops all over the globe. To learn more and see Glenna's current schedule of events, classes, and workshops, visit glennarice.com. Has asthma or allergies got you singing the raspy blues? Allergy and Asthma Networks is the nation's premier nonprofit patient-centered network of doctors, caregivers, patients, and healthcare professionals who are dedicated to ending death and suffering due to asthma, allergies, and related conditions. Join President and CEO Tanya Winders each month on the Dr. Pat Show to learn more and visit AllergyAsthmaNetwork.org today. Breathe better together with Allergy and Asthma Network. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Why don't you go take a look, everydayspirituality.com. And, you know, what's going to happen is you're going to find uh, information about soul design. But one of the things that we're giving away here, and Nancy, maybe this is a really good time for you to tell folks about how they can apply for a free soul design discovery session and what that is. Uh, they can simply go to everydayspirituality.com slash apply, A-P-P-L-Y. But tell folks what that is. Sure. Um, so I have created a, um, a, a session where, we, where a person, you know, applies to, um, to have one of these complimentary sessions. And what we do is we actually look at a couple of, of the most powerful and transformative elements in a person's design as they relate to the challenges that they're going through right now and the and the the vision they have or the the desires they have for their life so we look at where they want their life to go we look at how that maps with their design and I'll tell you I've done a few of these and every one of them the person's design almost in completely aligns with the goals that they have or the desires that they have. And then we look at, okay, what's getting in your way? What's holding you back? Where are you now? And then we look a little bit at the design as how is that, 
how, what can the design tell us for why that's happening? And then I give them a clarity around what their particular decision making is so that it can help them shift from where they are to where they to where they want to be, to be able to bring their dream into fruition. And then we talk about, you know, what kind of support they might need and whether or not I'm the best person to help them. If not, then, you know, I have lots of other resources to get them going so that they can more align with their soul's design. Okay. So folks, uh, tell, tell folks what they, what they should do. It's real simple. As far as I can tell, go to everydayspirituality.com slash apply A-P-P-L-Y and then just fill out the information there and hit the submit button. Yep. Yep. That's all there is to it. Go to the, um, everydayspirituality.com slash forward slash apply and complete the short application, which has the questions that'll help give you information, give them information about where they are in their life. It asks for the birth information so that I can produce their design. And then um, we'll get back to them in a very short time. And if, they, if we choose to work with them, then they'll get scheduled right away. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So let's, let's talk about this thing that I was mentioning before we went to break, right? I mean, you know, here we are, we think we are our background. We think that there's some part of us that is broken. We think that, okay, I've got this stuff that's going on. I'm not really realizing my life stream. I'm not sure what to do. And so what is this idea of breaking free from conditioning? And tell us a little bit about how you look at the soul design, how you look at this design to help people understand that. Mm-hmm. So I remember um, in the conversation we were having before the break about how your design in particular, you have all these open centers. You know, you have, a, you have the open throat center, which gives you the ability to speak for others. The open identity center, which gives you the ability to know who a person is the open heart, which makes you generous to a fault, which you know what people want. So these open centers run the energy of the field. So when we're little, when, you know, we're in, we're swimming in conditioning fields. We're swimming in energetic fields that operate in a particular way. And these open centers are just channeling that. So if they're getting, con- you know, over and over and over getting conditioned to operate in a particular way. For instance, my mother, I'll use that as an example. She had a lot of fear. She was in fear a lot of times. She was always catastrophizing, worrying about what was going to happen. And I don't have a defined spleen, which is the center of well-being. It's the center of survival. It's the center where fear is. So naturally, I don't have much fear. But what happened, because I was swimming in her field of fear, my spleen started operating in the same way right? Over time, it's just like anything. You do things long enough the same way and it becomes a habit. So part of my awakening was learning from my design that I'm not naturally one to have a lot of fear about life and things. Only when, you know, it's really needed. Part of my conditioning, releasing that conditioning is realizing that's how I was conditioned by by my mother's energy field. And that's a big part of what yeah. human design can show is where, you know, those are great fields to play in, but they're not fields to get stuck in. Yeah. You know, it's so interesting because, you know, many of us uh, realize that something is amiss in our lives because something happens that is not very pleasant. And I would like for you to talk about this for a minute. Uh, because many of us have these unpleasant things that happen. And most of the time we take them personally. 
Um, I, I grew up with a mom that basically said to me, you know what, when that stuff shows up, Pat, that means that you're called to do a redirect. Now, I don't know what my, my mom what was all about in how she, how she knew these things. She didn't go study with anybody. But what is it about some of life's events that show up? Are they trying to guide us? And I will tell you that for me, even when they do show up, I don't know that I know how to figure them out by myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, in human design, there are 12 different profiles. Mm-hmm. Uh, so 12 different ways our life unfolds. And your particular one is, as I told you yesterday, the life of hard knocks. You <laughs> came here to learn through being thrown into experiences to gain the wisdom from them and then teach that, right? So first you're thrown into the experience and hopefully you survive, which you have, right? You're here. (laughs) (laughs) And from the wisdom that you learn from those difficult life experiences, you can then teach others, which is a big part of what you're doing with this radio show, with the other things that you do in your life. So that's so we each cho- choose a particular path. For mine, it's the it's the the six two. It's the path of the teacher, the path of the wise one, right? And so all of the things that I've done over the you know fifty plus years of my life um, are teaching, giving me the wisdom that then now in my wise woman years I can give back to others, and that's how why I'm on the show. That's why I'm doing the work I am with, mm-hmm. with people. With, that's why I'm writing the book around the midlife transition is to help share that. So, so when we know what our life path is, it really helps us to then go, oh, that's how I designed my life to unfold. And that's what having this GPS can do is helps us to like make peace with how our life unfolds and then get more into alignment with it. Sometimes we fight that design and we talked, you know, about some of the key ways that we fight our design. One is through the conditioning of our childhood. You know, another one is constantly self, you know, second guessing ourselves with all the inner um, self-critic, you know, uh, not trusting our inner guidance, you know, getting involved with our mind and trying to decide what's the right thing instead of really trusting our gut or trusting our intuition, you know, and and doing too much analysis, trying hard to fit in, you know, trying to be somebody other than who we are. You know, we're always told, oh, you have to fit in. You have to, if you're in corporate America, you have to, you know, behave this way or you have to be in meetings this way. Well, maybe that's not the best for us. Maybe that's not really using our full talents. And when we don't use our full talents, it creates stress. It creates frustration. It, it exhausts us, mm-hmm. you know, instead yeah. of giving us life. Yeah, it does. I'm going to ask you about a breaking point. I want to ask you if there's such a thing as a breaking point. And I don't know how that shows up. You know, there are many people that look at things that happen. They call them kundalini. There are just a lot of ways that folks look at these, quote, awakenings, Mm -hmm. right? Now, I mean, I wish... I wish I knew that, you know, I go back and I look and I say, well, yeah, that thing happened or that thing happened. You know, I have had some spiritual experiences, but I wanted to ask you about that. You know, does the soul try to get our attention? Now, sometimes it does in a not so hot way, but are there other ways? 
<laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing because, oh my gosh, <laughs> our soul is always whispering to us, uh, you know, and I always call it the cosmic two by four. Yeah. You know? <laughs> when, you know, it just keeps getting louder and louder. And um, I've worked, many of the people who come to me are women going through the midlife transition, midlife passage, and which is what my book is about. And I also, you know, have been interviewing a lot of women to find out what happens. And particularly, and Carl Jung talked about this, you know, a lot of the, you know, um, James Hollis, who's a wonderful Jungian analyst, talk about their soul calls us to awaken in the midlife passage. That's when we are called to individuate. In, in the transpersonal deep psychology world, the soul incarnates with a certain, you know, certain, certain seeds of potential, which we see in our human design. And we have to go through a, a, a certain amount of life experiences to gain our ego, to gain the resiliency and the, the sort of the toughness enough to go through the deconstruction so that it can then be recreated in the service of the soul's full expression. If we try and do that too soon in life, we can have a psychic break. I mean, this ego can't handle what it needs to go through. If the ego, ego struggles too much, then we never really let go enough to allow the soul to come forward. So in this journey of individuation, which is the other piece that I use in my work, you know, I use human design as the GPS, but then there's this whole process of transformation of letting the ego sort of fall away the pieces that no longer fit the full expression of the soul and then be recreated in service of the soul's greater expression. And that's really a big part of what human design can help illuminate. When you talk about these um, sort of you know, massive experiences that people can have. What I see is that's usually a big part of the midlife awakening is, is some huge, horrible thing happens either, you know, I'm on the wrong side of a political maneuver at work and I get fired. My relationship falls apart. I have some sort of serious mental, um, physical illness that happens or a mental challenge, you know, depression is rampant these days, you know, and that's the soul telling us we need to awaken. So a big part of our work is learning how to tune in, how to listen to those little whisperings. I I have to tell you something. I read a letter the other day. You mentioned Carl Jung. Yeah. I read a letter the other day uh, that Carl Jung wrote in 1961 uh, and he was referencing his early work that he did in 1931 Mm-hmm. Uh, 3031. And I remember reading this and, and I, I thought about you. Mm-hmm. I remember reading this and what he said was that, you know, I, I mean, his language was that base and, and this is pretty much it word for word, you know, that he could not tell everything. He could not tell the people he was working with everything. And he went on to say is that in those days he had to be, he said, I had to be exceedingly careful of what I said. And he went on to say, I had found out that I was misunderstood in every possible way. And he went on to say, I was very careful when I talked to people about what I really thought about. Uh, And I thought to myself, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. what 
would Carl Jung have been like if he really said what he wanted to yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? Can yeah. you imagine that? But you know, even somebody as revered as, as he struggled with it. I mean, wouldn't you say that that was him resisting his soul's purpose or not? In a strange way, of course. Yeah, I mean, obviously he was way ahead of his <laughs> his contemporaries, you know, and and even the you know, I mean that at best, you know, who were the farthest along in sort of understanding the mechanics of the psyche and how the soul because before Jung, you know, people didn't really connect spirituality to psychology. That was one of the gifts that Jung brought is, you know, and that birth transpersonal psychology, which is the, the, the union of spirituality and psychology. And before that, they were looked at as completely separate. And I think that's, you know, he was just one of those pioneers that were, that was way out there in front. And so I could imagine, you know, being on that front end of the conscious awareness of what's happening it probably felt very lonely for him because he probably didn't have a whole lot of people who understood him even his contemporaries didn't have a full appreciation for you know what he was doing i think a lot of his students did you know from the writings that right. i read. right i i just find it fascinating because you know for many of us we look at other people right and as we're looking at other people you know, we have a perspective of about who they are, and, and yet, even in a situation like this, you know, you have to step back a little bit in observation where there's a level of compassion for people that truly do step out. Yeah. That truly do step out and follow their soul's purpose. Here's the thing I wanted to ask you about. When I say step out, it almost implies, Nancy, a level of faith. I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about a level by which we step forward and know that it's going to be okay, that this is the place where I get to put one foot in front of the other, one thought in front of the other, one heartbeat in front of the other, and know that this is perfectly right. How would you describe that from a soul? Because people are doing that. It's not like this is an anomaly. You know, folks are doing it, albeit maybe not all the time, but certainly I think we have moments of it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, we have a saying in, in my spiritual guidance training, mm -hmm. the soul knows the way even when the ego doesn't. Mm. That's the cultivation of faith, faith in our soul, faith that we can follow those deep whisperings. And it, and it, in my experience and the work I do with my clients, which is why I love being support for them, being their sole purpose advocate, it's, it's a journey. I didn't just start trusting my soul completely overnight. And it's still a day-by-day -day practice for me, even though I've been you know, working on this for a long time. Because sometimes my soul asks me to do things that freak out my ego. Mm. And that makes it, you know, a journey of faith, a faith in my soul, right? The soul knows the way even when the ego doesn't. And that's really the process of awakening is when we can start to tune into those, our particular way that our soul speaks to us. And that's, you know, revealed in our human design as well as in some spiritual practices that, that um, 
you know, we can adopt, we mm-hmm. start to take little steps. And, you know, you talked earlier about, you know, is it a slow process or is it, you know, the two by four over the head? And sometimes it takes the two by four over the head to get us to tune in and say, okay, I surrender. I'm willing to trust and follow my soul. But then the journey of actually living that way every day, that to me is a slow evolutionary process. Day by Uh, day. (laughs) I have to tell you, I don't know if it's, I don't know, Nancy, if if I feel, uh, if I feel um, relieved when I read some of the words uh, of a Carl Jung, and I've been I've been spending spending some t- some time with his writings, mm-hmm. and the reason I'm spending some time with, and I'm not talking about his books, I'm talking about like letters and things, mm-hmm. and the reason I'm doing that is somebody sent me um, a, a, a note, and they you know I was sharing something on air, and I don't know they must have picked it up, and they said you know Pat you should read Jung's letters. You know, you sound so much like, you know, him trying to figure it out. And I thought, I'm not Carl Jung. Well, they weren't talking about me being Carl Jung. They were talking about some of the struggles that we have, which you are so beautifully talking about. When our soul is wanting our attention to do this or go here, and our resistance absolutely, without any doubt whatsoever, will not allow us to go and that we can sense in the moments of our lives and I and I think that's the work that you do is to give us some relief you know to give us some relief uh, uh, so that we can you know hear see feel touch that next step how do you help people with that Mm. you know it's really scary to, to follow, you know, that resistance is fear. It's fear that I'm going to be abandoned, fear that I'm going to be destitute, fear that I'm going to be um, rejected, fear that I'm going to be a fool, fear, you know, all these fears, all these different fears that come up that go back to some of our primary wounds. Remember, I talked about the journey of the soul to individuate. Mm-hmm. Well, the divine child is born and gets wounded goes underground. That's the split. The persona comes forward. The shadow goes back. And then it's the journey that it's like the hero's journey. It's the journey of the, of the, of the being to then progress. And at some point, the divine child comes back to be healed and integrated. And that to me is when we start to do the individuation process, typically around midlife, when this Whenever our egos had enough experience that it can go through that reconstruction in a more accurate and uh, golden expression of the of the soul's true potential, I call it an inner alchemical journey of transformation, which Jung talked about in his some of his. He has a, a lot of works um, written on his exploration of the inner alchemy as a way to describe the psyche's process of individuation. And I work with people through that transformation process. You know, I, I have to tell you, and, and I don't know how much time we have left, but I do want to ask this question and maybe we can talk about it. You know, we talk about the soul sometimes as if, you know, the soul is my soul, your soul, somebody else's soul. And and it's almost as if we talk about it as if maybe there's not some larger plan, right? Mm-hmm. Now, 
I'm really struck, since we are talking about Jung, out of all the times that Carl Jung could have been born, he's born uh, like at the hand of Sigmund Freud. Yeah. (laughs) Now, some people would say that is one of the greatest cosmic jokes we've had. Some other people may say those folks clearly had a connection that each needed. Is that another way to kind of look at the design and how others show up in our lives to bring the best out of us? Because sometimes we think, ah, you know, I'm around that person and uh, I'm not seeing the best. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, and this is where I think um, in my own uh, journey and studies and, you know, because I've studied a lot of things other than human design, I really believe that um, people come into our life. You know, it goes back to the Course in Miracles, talking about every relationship is exactly perfect for us. It comes to us for its own its own opportunity for to for our growth. It can be for a moment. It can be for a month. It can be for a lifetime. And our job is to always step back and say, okay, what's the bigger call here? What's the bigger opportunity? What is my life wishing? to show me how can i be in service of the of the expression and the um, evolution of my own being as a soul on this soul journey so in the alchemical journey the four phases one of the phases is is the sub, we call it sublimatio it's the greater vision it's reflecting stepping back and looking at our life from a greater place and we don't do that Reb Zalman Schachter, who's one of the, you know, he passed away recently. He was one of our mentors in my spiritual guidance program. And he said, if only I were my ahas. Wow, yeah. You know, we get all these ahas, but do we actually integrate them? Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe that is going to be our next show, Nancy. (laughs) Maybe our next show is going to be about that. What a great show. Thank you for joining me here today. Uh, I wanted to make sure that you let folks know about a couple of things that you've got going on. Tell us a little bit. I know you're going to be uh, in a telesummit. Tell us a little bit about that. And I'm, I'm assuming that people can find out more about that on your website. Yes, yes. We have a, we have a link to that on my website. In January, uh, an incredible colleague of mine, Dr. Anita Jackson, is hosting a telesummit. And I'm one of uh, 12 global leaders who are being featured on that to talk about how to be more visible. And to me, that's about bringing my soul's true purpose, bringing the brilliance of who I truly am out into the world so that it can you know, spread that beauty be the the light be the change right be the change that we want in the world and so i'm i'm honored to be uh selected as one of the the speakers on that telesummit in january it goes wow. from january 4th to the 18th it's amazing amazing and we're going to let everybody know more about that too on the dr pat show website nancy thank you so much for everything um i want to just uh one last question real quick what's your personal message what do you want to leave us with Trust your soul. <laughs> seek, seek to learn and to uh, uncover the beauty and the perfection that lives within each of us. Wow. 
Nancy Monson, everybody. But you know what? Check out the website. Go ahead and do it. It's amazing. Check it out, everydayspirituality.com. Remember to apply for a free soul design discovery session. You can go to everydayspirituality.com slash apply, A-P-P-L-Y, and make it a fabulous, fabulous day. Thank you.